LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 292. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. Oh, Ichigo. Oh, Ichigo. What? Want to tell the class why we were late? Um, I had to shove Chinese food in my face because it didn't get here until 9 o'clock and I was hungry. But was it good Chinese food? It was great Chinese food. I've been craving, um, it's been kind of gloomy here in Virginia. It's been kind of, um, rainy, which is my favorite kind of weather. But it also makes me crave, like, egg drop soup. So I got egg drop soup for dinner and that was super delicious. Yay. All right, fair enough. All right. Send that off. Okay. And let's see, let's move right along here. We are live tonight, week of December 6, 2016. Jesus Christ, where did the year go? It's going too fast. It's honestly yeah. Honestly with all the death and shit it's not going fast enough. The holidays always make it seem like it's coming a lot faster because there's so much that you're doing and I think a shorter amount of time. So I think that's what's got us all kind of flipped. Wouldn't surprise me. And as always, we are here on the VOG Network, uh, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, with encore presentations Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network, where there's some information about some of the shows on the network and a direct IRC link. If you click on it, your default IRC chat client, if you have it, will bring it directly into the chat room. Come on in. The water's just fine. And there is no joke book. Because the joke book is really horrible. Anywho, we are going to kick things off here. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Well, it was pretty uneventful after getting back from New York last week, of course. Um... I've been basically just rearranging my art studio and getting ramped up to produce my line and kind of just enjoying the holidays a little bit. Whenever the holidays come around, I usually let myself relax a little bit more and spend time with family and friends. Um, So that's basically been it. Um, Recently, I've been staying more at home, um, at least this week, because of the weather. Um, but otherwise, that's pretty much, it's going to be pretty uneventful until the holidays start up, and hope you guys are having a good season. I know with all the sad, you know, sadness and, and blackness you see in society, like the darkness, the evil kind of feelings that holidays like this, where people's spirits can be rejuvenated, um, is a reassuring thing to have friends around. So I hope that all of you can have friends during this holiday season. 
I don't like the sound of that. Given how things have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that, Ichigo. I think a lot of us needed that. No problem. Alright. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um... <clears throat> my week and my day have been kind of boring. Mm. Um, mostly work, playing Pokemon, uh, going to my mom's this weekend to somewhat help decorate, but mostly just napped. <laughs> Useless. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know why she would put your ass to work. That's just terrible. Just T-R-B-L. Terrible. Well, once she got back home, I was helping. But for the most part, I, uh, yeah, I just napped. Uh... What? There wasn't a whole lot to do. That's all I have to say. <laughs> what are we going to do with you, Mako-chan? <laughs> well, then, moving right along. My weekend day have been pretty interesting. The holidays is upon us, so work has been quite hectic, you know, hitting that overtime and getting things done, you know? Um, I'm in the process of sending out Christmas cards, or I like to call them holiday cards, but it, it is what it is, and that basically has been it, and I'm getting back into going into the gym on a regular basis at least three times a week, at least. But, we'll see how that's going, you know. Um, let's see, is there anything else? Um, I can't think of anything else for how my weekend day has been, so. Oh, well. I guess that's kind of pretty much straightforward and all that goodness. So, uh, Mako-chan, question. Answer. Did you eat all of the maple uh, candy I left behind? No. I've only had a piece so far. Alright. Enjoy that. Of course I will. Mm -hmm. Alright, alright. Alright, let's see. We have a bit of a packed show tonight. Um, I think y'all gonna like what we're talking about. And for those of you who are new to the show, um... During December, I do play a lot of holiday music. It's mostly Japanese artists, maybe a couple of Korean, Chinese artists, Eurobeat, all that cool, all that cool stuff, and some comedy stuff. I kind of break my normal throwdown and so forth. And hopefully, Ichigo, you'll like a couple of the tracks. We'll find out. I'm not a big Christmas person. I know it sounds like really strange because I really. seem very happy-go-lucky and happy-go-lucky people usually love Christmas, love to decorate, but I just can't stand the stuff and would rather stay away. Mm. 
I've actually been listening to Halloween music this week, so, <laughs> so preparing myself. How many times have you listened to This Is Halloween? Um, I don't know. Um, well, it hasn't played as much as I've thought it would because I do Pandora. I just do Pandora. I listen to a Halloween party soundtrack, so it has a nice, healthy mix of the classics and things like Monster Bash and stuff like that. So maybe like four. Okay. Not very often at all. Okay. All right. Um, before we get going, here's some housekeeping news. Our annual Drunken Christmas show, Tuesday, December 20th. Bring all your leftover booze. We are going to go through some of the interesting articles we've talked about. A couple of interesting open forum topics. A couple of interesting um, strange news from Japan. It's going to be pretty free-flowing. We'll have the Skype line open where you can ask us almost anything under the sun. And we'll have some awesome guests on. We'll try to get Koi on. Because last year when we tried to have her on, she was there, but we couldn't hear her. It was not allowing her. So hopefully that'll be fixed. And in the process, nothing will break. And also, if you've checked out our website lately, we have a brand new banner at on the right-hand side. Um, the people at Anime Cart, so definitely check them out, and we do have a deal with them. So if you buy stuff from them, you can save 10%. As they say, Anime Cart is your number one source for everything anime. Anime Cart is an online store that sells everything from accessories, figures, cosplay, essentials, plushies, and much, much more. And right now, if you use the coupon code ANIMEJAM at checkout, you will receive 10% off your purchases. So definitely swing by, because I know the shopping's begun. I know some of you got some anime fans on your list that want some cool stuff. So you might as well save a couple bucks while you're at it. So, you know. Okay. We are going to kick things off with our first commercial break. Um, when we get back, we're going to get into the news at hand. So, uh, people... We will be back.
私もサンタさんには会えないわねほんと So before we begin, an article came across my personal Facebook uh, earlier today. I don't consider it like breaking news or anything like that, but it was this video that I saw and I wanted to share it. Evidently, what this video is, is it's an animatronic doll. And I'm not talking animatronics like Five Nights at Freddy's or anything like that. No, 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 no. But, um, it's like, it looks like it's, it, it's remote control automated. We're talking stuff along the, like, Chobit's angelic layer type, you know? It's. I think it's actually one of the smart dolls that they recently yeah. came out with at the Tokyo Technology uh, Fair or whatever, mm -hmm. where it actually can be programmed to uh, do certain dances and stuff like yes, that. It's really it cute. Yeah, yeah, because I see a Vio attached to it. I mean, evidently, the um, the doll is dressed up like a maid. So evidently, you know, about ninety nine percent of the male anime population were like, yes. Me personally, I, I don't know. See if it if they do release a line to address the sailor senshi, I might I'm gonna stare at it for about a good thirty seconds before I'm like I don't think so. I probably won't. Probably won't. Um That's basically it. Um I may I will probably post this video to our Facebook page later, so I have others check it out and see what they think of this. So, but anywho, now that we got that out the way, ooh, excuse me. All right, now that we got that out the way. Let's go ahead and kick things off. All right. Um, let's see, Cat. Yes. You like Card Captor Sakura. Obviously, I know I'm taking the second one. You might want to re-look at that again. Um, okay, we'll see if it actually uploaded for me this time. Um, but I do have the article up, so if you'd like me to start off with some magical girl magic, I can definitely do that for you. Go for it. 
All right. For those of you who are really into Cardcaptor Sakura, like I am, and grew up with it throughout your childhood, um, new Cardcaptor Sakura manga is going to... They've put out uh, the wand, cards, the cloud book, and more. Um, it debuted 20 years ago, and it's returning to store shelves with a new story arc, the Clear Card Arc. To celebrate the occasion, toy maker Takara Tomi is unveiling a bevy of Cardcaptor Sakura goods to rekindle those childhood memories and hopefully attract some fans. If any of you remember the Sailor Moon things, uh, like the iconic brooch and things like that, it's very similar where they've created the ceiling wand and Sakura cards. Now, the wand with the card captor set actually activates the cards and activates 65 different voice clips from the wand when touched by them. Shaking the wand will produce eight more voice clips and it costs about $75. Um, there's also the cloud book that's included with this set and um, it is reminiscent of the one from the manga when the cards were set free and basically holds all the cards as a card carrying case and it's able to produce more voice clips explaining that the cool. cards um explaining the cards and it provides fortunes actually and it has 30 different com like compatibility checks um it's gonna cost about 60 dollars and bad. then of course they've got a few collections of the cards um They've also got one of her pieces that are basically the necklace, which is the... It's basically her staff or her wand in a smaller form that lights up. And then it's got Supi, like Kerobros, that they had when they did the cafe in the Tokyo show. They also have Supi, um, who's making a comeback in plushy form. And then, of course, they've got tons of different things, like color pencils with Klaus, ceiling wand toppers, and art books. So it's really, really cool. Um, and basically it's just a merchandise launch that's part of a general revival of the series. So I'm really excited. Everything looks really, really nice. And it's actually made, I think, to appeal to both like the children who are being introduced by the parents that grew up with the series and the series' original fans who were people that were from my generation. Um, so it's really cool and everything's actually pretty reasonable considering all the um, stuff that went into it. I know way back in the day that Bandai was actually the ones who produced a lot of the commercial uh, staffs and stuff like that. But the quality has definitely gone up with Tomy, and they're definitely collector's items. And this is not to be confused with the cloud cards that originally came out a couple of months ago this is actually the sakura card set yes so it's you know double the crap <laughs> <laughs> lord i if i could afford it i would have a set of every single one of these but it, it it's double the crap it's basically the same thing in a different color Probably saying the same exact thing with the clip, but because it's, you know, a different set, people you are going to buy it. You gotta have it. Yeah. Uh-huh. People are going to buy it. I'm really excited because I'm cosplaying her next year a lot. Like, I'm doing at least two of her outfits, maybe three. And for all this stuff to come out at this time, it's like, perfect. <laughs> 
So I'm really excited. I'm hoping to get her original, like, I call it the birdie wand because it just looks like a bird. And um, maybe even the star wand. But we'll see. We'll see. When you said birdie wand, I started thinking of Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Birdie, birdie, birdie. There you go. <laughs> Did you really have to say, say that? You what? You're the one that brought it up. <laughs> You're the one that brought it up, Grandma. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now, we're going to talk about something a little interesting. A little crazy. Given the person, I'm certainly am not surprised by it. Not at all. <sighs> Hideaki Anno, creative Evangelion production company, he is suing Gainax, the studio that he co-founded. I understand why, but it's a I, but it's something the, he's suing is something that we've seen in regular lawsuits lately when it comes to television and so forth. Royalties. So here's the thing here. His production company, Kara, K-H-A-R-A, is suing Gainax, the anime studio which Ano himself co-founded in the early 80s, which produced the Evangelion TV series, along with the associated movie trilogy, for about 100 million yen, which is about Long story short, he just he feels he is due money for working on the series. Royalties. And that's what it's basically boiling down to. But for some of you who don't know, Ano served as a director and writer for a number of Gainax series after the company went into operation in 84, including a handful after Evangelion aired on TV between 95 and 96. He left about 10 years ago, 2007, to form Kara, an independent company to focus on the rebuild of Evangelion project, obtaining the rights to a new segment of the anime in the process, and then added the rights to the TV series in 2014. The transfer was largely assumed to be mutually agreeable by both parties, by fans and the media, something that even Ano himself claimed in an interview last month. However, Yoshiyuki Sadamoto, character designer for Ava and several other Gainax series, recently challenged that notion through his Twitter account, saying that it wasn't amicable at all. The public details of the lawsuit which was filed in the Takikawa branch of Tokyo District Court are sparse, but it contends that Gainax has failed to pay contractually agreed royalties to Kara stemming from an income earned through an unspecified anime that Ano had been in a production of. The plaintiff says that a balance of nearly 100 million yen has been outstanding since August of 2014, 
as demanding Kinex render payment. An examination of Kinex's public financial records show for the period of July 2016, the company was insolvent to the tune of 100 million yen. Whether the insolvency was the cash flow or the balance sheet, we don't know. There was a monthly income of 240 million yen, a mere one-tenth of its monthly earnings five years prior. Industry observers have taken this as a sign that Gainax is in dire financial straits, an ultra-familiar situation for the studio, which has previously had money woes ranging from running out of funds mid-production and having executives arrested for tax fraud. Well, I guess that would explain the big announcement coming in a week that they're going to do. Maybe a season of Panty and Stocking is going to generate money to keep them afloat. Something tells me these guys were a little went a little party hard on some of their financial winnings that was coming in. Hmm. Stay classy, Gynax. What if it's not that they're doing anything with Penny and Stocking? What if they are giving Penny and Stocking away? And at this day and age, anything's plausible. Would not surprise me at all. I mean, you figure with as much money as it made and they're just sitting on it, they could say, well, here, you know, here's a peace offering. Make some money. I mean, as long as they're not selling their panties and stocking on the Internet. This is not the place nor the time for that. Anywho. Anywho. So there is a sake company that uh, creates blends based off of anime. So they have done... uh, Moyashiman, Anohana, uh, Yurusei Yatsura, and Lucky Star. This season, they're going to be doing Inuyasha in, uh, and uh, Kinikuman. They have, in the past, also done Ranma One Half. Uh, it's a Nigagata Prefecture Brewing Company. And being unveiled, uh, it was unveiled on November 25th, you get about a 24-ounce bottle, which is uh, 720 milliliters, which is your standard wine bottle size, and it costs about $19. Not bad. Not bad. Um, They're also putting out for the Inuyasha set a cup um, that will have either Inuyasha, Kagome, or Shippo on it. Each one will cost you $7. It holds about three ounces. So it's uh, basically good enough to, you know, have your little drink out of. They're also doing a wrapping cloth for the bottle. Uh, that's going to be an extra $43. 
And then for the uh, Kinikuman manga, it's based off of the Seven Devil Seven Devil Chojin arc. So um, the label and packaging will feature the feature images from the manga. And then there's going to be uh, a set of two lacquerware cups, uh, one with golden and one with silver mask. And the set with the sake is going to be $110. You can get the deluxe sake cups, uh, a mountain-themed deluxe sake cup for $17, a t-shirt for $31, an apron for $39. And all of it is available on their website or uh, debuted this past weekend at Tokyo Comic Convention. Interesting. I think I would enjoy having some anime-themed sake. I really, really want the um, Hello Kitty wine, just to say that I have it. (laughs) So there are some collectors of certain adult beverage type things that would probably enjoy this as well. Hmm. Yeah, for some reason, my Surface just rebooted. Hmm. Oh, lovely. Well, it's it not like the Skype line was activated, so I'm not too worried about it. it it's booting. It's fine. It's. But here's the thing. Would you drink that Hello Kitty sake? Would you just let it sit there sealed? I would drink it because I would still have the bottle. Yep. It's like a trophy bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had my first empty bottle of absinthe until I moved. Just because I could then show people that I actually have absinthe. <laughs> absinthe or no sense? <laughs> it depends on... If you've had any of it yet, or if you're still waiting to drink it. All right. Who's hungry? Anyone? Obviously not Ichigo, since she ate before the show. Yay! Well, she's got the open wide now. Well, as long as there's cake, I always have room for cake. (laughs) You can't have cake because the cake is a lie. No, the cake is a pie. No, the cake is a lie, but the pie is always constant. Unless you're talking about cheesecake, then the cake is a pie. Cheesecake is not a pie. Is cheesecake yeah, is technically is. a custard. It's a pie. Yep. Ew. I don't like custard. don't like it. Yes, but it's delicious. Unless you do Japanese cheesecake, which is more like a cake. Yes, that is very true. But now we're getting too technical. But do either one of you know how to make Japanese cheesecake? Yep. Yes. All right, I think I think what y'all know what has to be done next time we get the gang together. We do not need that much pie and cake again. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still eating pie from when we were there? No, I finally finished pie. <laughs> 
I finished pie yesterday. Thank you very much. Oh my god, that's funny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Everybody was taking, you know, regular food home. No, no, no. Take pie home. No, no, no. Leave pie here. No. What you should have done was like slice up pieces and make like little to go bags and be like, here, 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 here. Unfortunately, a five hour car drive plus pie does not compute. See, what that could have been easily rectified before y'all left. Makochan could have just slipped the whole pie in your car. I feel like that end up really messy or like food poisoning. Mm hmm. I doubt it. <laughs> Anywho, did you go? Mm, you want me to talk about some some really sad news? Sad news? What the hell are you talking about? Oh, wait. Are you talking about Pikachu? No. no. What are we talking about? Food Wars. Really? Oh, yes. Okay, Food Wars. Yes, I love Food Wars. Okay, I'm really excited for Food Wars. I wasn't sure which one, okay? I got very confused. Um, so, for those of you who are into Shokugeki, um, Food Wars, it had recently produced its new anime promo for the new series um, with the manga's 24th volume, which is going to ship to Japan on May 2nd. Um, the official website for the anime project is going to um, stream or has been streaming a promotional video for the manga's Jump Special Anime Festa event, Anime on Sunday, and the video revealed a story with Megumi inviting everyone who passed their stagiaire on a trip to a hot spring resort, which obviously doesn't sound like any shenanigans are going to happen, right? The website also revealed key visuals for the anime, and it debuted in Jump Special Anime Festa event on November 27th, and it will ship on DVD with a limited edition of the 24th volume of the manga on May 2nd. The DVD is also going to feature the bonus short video, Nakama Ryoban Shokugeki no Soma, Ukiyo wa Mazuyo... Mazuyo? I don't... I... Yeah, okay. <laughs> the event anime has an original story in which Soma and friends are at Hot Springs Resort for the day off. The anime features a table tennis battle for Megumi and Ishiki, a fishing showdown between Soma Hayami and Kurokiba, and an open-air bath scene with Arena and the others. Of course. <laughs> Hisako Kanemoto played Arena Nakiri for the event anime, replacing Risa Taneda. Taneda's agency announced in August that she was going on hiatus from voice acting to focus on medical treatment for an unspecified illness. We hope she gets better soon! Yes, we do. The end. The anime franchise adapts Yuto Sukuda's and Shun Saeki's Food Wars, Shokugeki no Soma manga, Sentai Filmworks licensed Food Wars, The Second Plate, the second season of Food Wars, Shokugeki no Soma anime series. The company plans to release the series on home video, and the 13-episode series began streaming on Crunchyroll last July, with the final episode airing in September. The first anime season aired for 24 episodes from May to September last year. Crunchyroll streamed the first anime adaptation as it aired in Japan, and Sentai Filmworks licensed the series for North America. 
I really enjoyed the series. I like the visual aspects of it and the fact that they kind of talk about the food in depth so that you could reproduce it at home, um, as well as the character development. And overall, I feel like the style kind of breaks away from the really soft, like cutesy stuff and the really smooth style that we've seen in a lot of anime and the characters actually have a lot more depth and texture and grit to them. So I'm really excited. Hmm. I just, from, from hearing that, I didn't realize that the second season was only 13 episodes. Yeah, it was disappointing that they didn't do a full 26. You know what? I actually thought the first season was 13 because I didn't think twice about it. Because it's not often you hear that the second season is like half of the first season, you know? Yeah, I think they were just trying to get through the arc so I'm going to guess that each season isn't going to be just a strict 26 or whatever, but as long as they need for the arc to actually be done. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, works out pretty well. All right. So maybe, you know, third season, it maybe go a little bit more than that based on the feedback and so forth. Hmm, maybe. All right. All right. Now, in other, in other interesting news, damn it, Firefox, don't do this. I scroll in one direction and it goes in the other. All right, there we go. Now, this is something we've talked about a couple times on this show. Then again, most anime fans know about the ginormous life-size or near life-size Gundam statue. But on a sad note, said statue is coming down on March 5th. The statue has stood outside the Diversity Tokyo Mall in Odaiba, Tokyo since 2012. The Tokyo Gundam Project, which aims to revitalize Tokyo's waterfront area through initiatives through the government, will also temporarily end. The Gundam Front Tokyo attraction, located on the 7th floor of that mall, will also close on April 5th as well. The announcement noted that Bandai is planning something new, and will announce them at a later time. This statue, which portrays the iconic RX-78-2 mobile suit, piloted by Amaru Ray in the first Mobile Suit Gundam series, was unveiled at Odaiba Shiokaze Park back in 2009, where it stood for 52 days. Over 4 million people visited the statue. It was then relocated to Shizuoka City in 2010, where it was there from July to March of 2011, holding a beam saber in its right hand. Then in 2012, the statue was dismantled and rebuilt at its current location, the Dyer City Tokyo Mall. The Gundam Global Challenge press conference had announced plans back in 2014 to make the Gundam statue move by, by the year 2019. The Bondi's official statement on this regarding the dismantling of the lifestyle statue didn't state that this was the reason for dismantling said statue. The current statue could already move its head and automatically, quote-unquote, open its cockpit to reveal a screen inside. That's pretty cool. Gundam Front Tokyo attraction features the Dome G Theater 
a collection of Gundam model kit artwork from the franchise as well. The attraction debuted in, in many short anime from the franchise, both in the, its Dome G Theater and through its giant Wall G presentation setup that projects video on outer wall of Diversity Tokyo, which is behind the Gundam statue. There are shorts such as Mobile Suit Gundam UC a Phantom World, Mobile Suit Gundam San special episode, the competition of a new Gundam red or white short, the Gundam VR Daiba Assault VR experience, and Gundam Reconquista in G from the Past to Future short as well. Maybe this time when they rebuild it, it'll actually they'll put a, an actual decent Gundam up there, and I'm talking along the lines of Death Scythe, something badass like that. Hmm. Eh, that reminds me, I have to get Gundam Wing on DVD. Maybe for Lucky, there'll be a Blu-ray release. I'll probably hold off for that. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe technology will advance in the next few years and we'll have an actual walking Gundam. I don't know. I mean, Christopher Reeve never walked again, so... Whoa! Whoa! Dark! Sorry, guys. Warning. (laughs) Sad, gloomy, gloomy show for you today. I mean, maybe they won't do Gundam. Maybe they'll do Voltron next time. You mean Go Lion. Well, go lion, yeah. I am all for that. I think it would be pretty cool. But of course, go lion didn't have as deep an effect as Gundam did. So, we'll see what happens. Sounds like a plan. I'm all for that. Alright, now we're talking Pokemon. So, uh, it was announced that they finally have a director for the live-action Pokemon movie. And they are going to be getting Rob Letterman, who's done Shark Tale, Monsters vs. Aliens, and the Goosebumps movie. Um, The film's title, confirming previous reports, is going to be Detective Pikachu. So it is not going to be based off of the anime. It's not going to be based off of the uber-popular games. It is going to be based off of the Detective Pikachu game. So it doesn't really have to worry about uh, characterization and all of that. It confirms that the screenwriters will be Alex Hirschman and Nicole Perlman. Uh, Alex Hirschman is best known for Gravity Falls. Mm. And yeah, and he's a storyboard artist for The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. Nicole Perlman has co-wrote the script for Guardians of the Galaxy and is co-writing the script for Captain Marvel. Uh, she's also uh, co-developing the proposed third Sherlock's Home film starring Robert Downey Jr., so these are not just no-name people that are actually, you know, putting effort into this. So if you like Gravity Falls, and if you liked uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, those two people are the ones that are coming together to write your script. So, yeah. 
Well, I have a lot more faith because of of Alex Hirsch. I like the I really enjoyed um Gravity Falls. I actually have to finish um finish watching the second season. Yeah, so we now have um, a company. Legendary Entertainment is doing it. They acquired it from uh, Warner Brothers and Sony. Or or I should say they outbid Warner Brothers and Sony for it. Uh, We've got our writers. And we've got our theme. So we'll see uh, exactly what is going to be live action. What is going to be CG. But you can figure if the, uh, you know, if one of the co-writers for the scripts is uh, from doing uh, the stuff from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, we can only hope that it's not going to be crap, at least in, you know, that department. At least she knows how to write live-action characters interacting with CG and all of that. Because not for nothing, that can be extremely difficult. Oh, I believe it. I'm just, I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy because it got so overhyped on my Facebook. I'm just like, I will wait on this. I just kind of want to just go watch it at my own pace. You know how I am. I, I actually waited to watch Guardians of the Galaxy because of that as well, and I was pleasantly surprised at just how good it was. And this is me. I, you know, anything that's really hyped up, I tend to really dislike. And I was very pleased with it. Hmm. Alright. Now, this last article comes to us from some cool peeps over at Nerd Reactor. And it kind of warmed my heart a little, because this is something that I do enjoy. And... What I plan to do is do my own version um, of this on our own site at AnimeJamSession.com. And why did that do that? Huh. There we go. What they put together is 15 anime Christmas songs to add to your song list. And I briefed through this. Some I'm okay with. Others... Eh, you know, but that's just me. I I have this thing for going around and collecting uh, various anime uh, themes and J-pop themes and so forth. So, as well, let's go through them because a couple of these I have I've never even heard of. I didn't even know it existed. Okay, first one is Inuyasha and Silver Bells. Unfortunately. The video is no longer available. Of course not. Yeah. I will probably have to go looking around for it later. Which reminds me, I'm going to do put up uh, a search window for that. And wait, wait. I think I found it. Let's give this a little bit of a listen. All right, whoever's person's intro music that's fine whatever
sounds interesting. Sounds 90s. Yeah. Well, you sounds got, like shit. Like I said, interesting. And I'm looking at the video. I'm looking at the um the listing on it. The artist is called Coming Century. But you also gotta take consideration, Ichigo. Um, when it comes to Japanese music, it is behind American music, but it kind they kind of like refine it and make it sound better. Oh, I mean, like I don't mind it. I actually mm-hmm. like '90s style uh, music, '80s style music. That's why, like, the Blue Seat soundtrack is one of my most listened to songs. Mm. Um, All right, that was interesting. The next song is Digimon Tamers, Santa Mano Wo Sagase. It's an upbeat song sung by Takato, Genera, and Ruki. I'm gonna have to track this app this down. I don't think I have this this Digimon Christmas song. I'm going to have to look for that album too. Let's do search for that in another window. Next up is a song that I have played on our podcast and during the pre-show, I believe last year. It's from Digimon Adventure 02, Mina No Christmas. Pick it up a little bit. was cute the next one up is from digimon frontier there's a lot of digimon on this i I have a feeling that the person that wrote this didn't do their research properly but i will say this this the art the art the author is giving me a reason to, to look for some songs so let me open up that in a separate window this is digimon frontier christmas night Yakatemachi 
That was actually really good. And it was also yeah, that sung, wasn't bad. It was sung by the late great Koji Wada, and it was a guitar ballad one. Now the next one, Mako Chan, you would probably, you would definitely know. And it's Tenchi Muyo, the movie two, Daughter of Darkness, Manatsu no Eve. Another song that I have played on this show. See, I did not watch this movie to, through to the very end, so seeing this end credit right here is kind of interesting. Now, the next one is one of my personal favorites because it is from Ranma One Half. Sung by Doko. A pure and honest Christmas. Very lively, very upbeat. See, I have to remind myself to hit pause because I'll let each song just play all the way through. It's like torture. Hey! (laughs) No, some of the songs I actually am kind of enjoying. Um, I... I, You You see, Ichigo... It's just one of those things. If I had to hear them on repeat, I think I wouldn't enjoy them as much, but these have actually been quite good. You see, Ichigo, I, I, I get it. That's why... I'm gonna I'm gonna do my absolute best to get you to like a couple of these songs because a lot of the songs I do play, yeah, they are Japanese covers, but there are some real original ones out there that I have that you will probably just find yourself nodding your head and tapping your foot to as you're doing your as you're doing your projects and so forth. We'll see. I'll try. And also. I also believe that uh, Equal Romance, the second ending theme to Ranma One Half, could be considered a holiday song because in the OAV episode, the girls do sing it as part of their uh, Christmas concert. It's just amusing how they got uh, Ranma to they get up there and sing. Poor bastard. He didn't even want to be up there in the first place. Now, from another one of my favorite series, um, Love Hina, Winter Wish. It's a pretty... J-pop song, very characteristic of the early 2000s when it first came out. It was originally an insert song for the Christmas special, but it found its way around to the fans.
have to admit, I kind of forgot about this song. I actually forgot. And now from Uta no Prinsama, or as some people are calling it, Love Live for the Boys, and I'm just like, that's a thing. We have, mm, excuse me, oh, <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry, Shining Star Christmas. Let's give this a quick uh, taste. If it'll play. Sounds cute. Now, I did not know this was a Christmas song. Uh, it's Gundam Wing, Snow Planet. I actually thought uh, Two Mix's Christmas Dream was that, but I did not know. Give it a list, quick listen. Thankfully, I already have this somewhere on my hard drive. and vibrant as the normal music from Gundam Wing is, though. Nah. Yeah. Now, another one. Toradora, Holy Night. It's, as they say, it's one of the more popular anime Christmas songs. A merry little tune about spending time with friends during this happy time of the year. Aria the Animation, Santa Claus No Sora. I'm going to skip that one because 
this a piano cover, not the original. But I will do a search for it. Maybe if we're lucky, I will find it and play it sometime. Wow. Magic Knight Rayearth. Sayano Tenshi Tachi. A very soft, slow ballad you can relax as the night wraps up. Given the style of music that comes from Rayearth, I'm not surprised at all. a little bit too soft and slow for my taste. But I do actually have the song on my computer somewhere. I'm, if you don't know, I tend to pull full soundtracks and sometimes I don't realize what the hell I have on my computer. Now this one... Mm. We got a couple from Hetalia. Santa Claus is coming to town and we wish you a Merry Christmas couple that I don't have I'm probably gonna end up looking searching for anyway. I like that. enough of that. And the last song on this list. <sighs> Frozen. Arino Mama Day. I think we all know what this song is. No! Yes! I would never consider this song as a holiday song. No, I, I think it's, a lot of the songs that were on that list were not technically holiday songs. I think it just had to do with either, you know, snow and ice and crap like that. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't think that Gundam Wing song was an actual holiday song. Yeah, I know, because my thing is, like, right after Christmas, I tend to remove a lot of the Christmassy songs, and I listen to more of the less Christmassy songs. It's songs that talk more about 
the snow and the winter and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Winter Wish. Okay, I can get that could be considered a Christmas song because it was part of a Christmas special. But if that song was released uh, standalone, not so much. So, like I said, I'm going to do my version of this anime songs and just, and like popular J- Japanese artists and so forth. So, anywho, now that we got that up and running, and then we finally plotted our way through that, and we're coming down towards the end of the show, thankfully, thankfully for some, um, we're going to go ahead and go into the open forum topic. Give me a second to pull this information up so we can revitalize it because I believe we actually have comments. Yep. Ah, this week's open forum topic is where we ask you a question about a topic that pertains to tonight's show, anime conventions, or anything along those lines. If you don't want to use your real name, please put a different name before you post your answer, and we ask you to keep it civil. And this week's open forum topic is Christmas songs. What Christmas song or songs do you like to listen to during the holidays? And also, while we got this going, the Skype line is open, so you have any questions about tonight's show, by all means, give us a call at Anime Jam Session. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time. And we already have our first call on air. Somebody we haven't heard from in a while, so what's going on there, buddy? Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Ari. Hey Ari. <clears throat> okay, my Hello. mic is not muted. Okay. <clears throat> What's up, uh, bro? Yeah, it has been a while for me. Yep, yep. So how's work treating you, man? Uh, the good side is I took the test to get into maintenance this past Monday. Mm-hmm. I will not know the results of it in until whoever the hell knows how long, because you know, human resources kind of pain in the ass on that sort of thing. You probably won't find this until after the holidays. Who knows? Anyhow, um, <clears throat> man, work's been doing the usual shit for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, what's this about, uh, Christmas music? Uh, what Christmas song or songs do you like to listen to during the holidays? Uh, honestly, I've kind of been sour to it in the past years because I already got my Christmas... My fill of Christmas music when it started playing in September. Yikes. Yeah. But, uh, mostly it's just, I don't know, like, Trans-Siberian Orchestra stuff, or maybe, uh, you know, toss me the soundtrack to the couple of the old Peanut specials. Oh, yeah. I definitely get with that. But, uh, you know, even if I don't, like... If I'm still staying in the uh, same position I am at work, I will most likely be able to come back uh, late January. Awesome. We miss you here, bro. Yeah, thanks a lot. That makes me feel good to hear. Mm-hmm. All right, you have anything else for us tonight, man? Um, just that uh, I also managed to, comp- to uh, get over the uh, 50,000 threshold for a uh, novel writing month. That's good. Awesome. Congrats, man. I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. Awesome! So I just gotta keep plugging away and keep writing and keep, you know, building on you know positive comments that people give me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you know, my stuff's on the archive of our own and fanfiction.net, so if you want to go look at it. 
I think we definitely will. And just let everybody know on the fan page um, where they can find it. Okay. Right. I've been I was sharing it you know, periodically during November. Okay. But also share like the like a link to, to the whole kit and caboodle. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, right, no nice, problem, bro. Nice hearing from you again. Yeah, man. It's good to hear from you too, man. See you later. Later. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase, shovel. All right, that was Ari, our usual co-host. He's been off due to the fact that uh, his work shift has him coming in on Tuesday, so he will be back soon, mid-January. Probably right around the time when we come back from our break. So, we, ha- we don't have any specific songs here per se, but this is what we have. From Nemesis 47, he says, The wife will typically listen to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra and the Sailor Moon Christmas album. Which one? He likes to listen to tw- a Twisted Sisters Christmas album and whatever sounds awesome. I do look- give the Twisted Sisters Christmas album a run-through at least once or twice during this holidays. From Dark Tetsuya, he wants to know, Would Night of Fire for Christmas mix count? Yes, Yes, it would. And he goes, one of the two Christmas-themed versions of your beat classics, that and Anniversary being the other one. Oh, yeah, definitely. If there's a winter remix or Christmas mix, it definitely counts. Um, for me, I've, al- I've always been uh, partial to uh, Jingle Bells or uh, White Christmas. You know, those two I-, I-, I kind of enjoyed over the years. What about uh, you, Mako? Um, I, I, it really depends on my mood mm-hmm. because for the most part, unless it's, you know, that week leading up to Christmas, I, I really don't want to listen to excessive amounts of Christmas music. Right. But, you know, that week leading up to Christmas, I'm just like, okay, I'll listen to just about anything. But I like uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra. I like the Sailor Moon albums. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, at that point, I'll listen to anything. Gotcha. And um, now that we got that out the way, um, we're going to go ahead and kick things up into high gear. Strange news from Japan. Let's see. Alright, I definitely got to talk about this first one here. Now, this is something that we talked about previously about Domino's Pizza in Japan and what they plan to do to help deliver pizza. And if you notice, videos have been popping up of them trying to train reindeer to help deliver pizza. So, we don't know how that's going through or if they're going to continue with that. But I can tell you this. They have a brand new scheme to figure to do something. There is a video on Domino Japan's YouTube page. But what they're going to do about this is that they're going to design bikes that look like reindeer to deliver your pizza. We're talking like mini bikes that look like golf cart style bikes to bring you hot pizza. 
It's the typical delivery bikes that you would see around Japan. Mm -hmm. As with many food delivery operations in Japan, Domino's doesn't send its employees out in their personal cars, but rather in canopy trikes with insulated storage compartments mounted at the back. This upcoming winter, a limited number of these vehicles will be dressed up to look like reindeer. They're doing it to provide a little Yuletide cheer with their hot meals. And what they're also going to do, they're going to update the tracker app with a smiling red-nosed reindeer. So when you're tracking your pizza when it's coming to you, instead of the normal blue blip icon of the, of the motorbike, it's Rudolph. These reindeer bikes are running right now, and they'll be running till sometime late in December. What they should do when it gets like on Christmas Eve, they should have the delivery guys dressed up as Santa delivering pizza. That would be cute. Yes, it would. Okay, Mako, you gotta take the next one because this is something you would do. Nah, I don't know about that. Bullshit. <laughs> Uh, police in Tokyo have arrested a 40-year-old man on suspicion of violating a public nuisance ordinance after he sent more than 500 garbage items by mail to four people whom he claimed bullied him during school. And I don't blame him. No, no, I don't blame him. I, I don't know that I would do that because that's, you know, that's still spending money on them. But, uh, so between August of last year and October of this year, he mailed 70 packages containing such items as rotten tea leaves, dirt, old women's underwear, and others to four men who were in the Boy Scouts with him when they were at school. Uh, he would put the target's name and home or workplace address as the sender and choose random names and addresses to mail the items to. So this isn't that he was sending these people garbage. He was sending other people this garbage stuff in their name. In their name. And then knowing that the items would be returned to the senders, then his target for people would get the packages returned to them. That seems so weird. But basically he admitted to the charge and said it was revenge for when he was bullied by them. Yeah, I know, Marla Chan. You'd be a lot more elaborate than that. Well, no. I mean, it's just... He, he went to all the trouble of, you know, framing these four people with all this garbage stuff and then, you know, just sending it to other people. I, I, I don't know. It just, it seems, it seems very elaborate for something so stupid. Well, I don't know. Well, it seems more clever than our next article. 
Oh, yeah. I got nothing on this one. <laughs> so, we all know how to wear clothes, right? Yes. Like, and, and when we have to put on winter jackets or rain jackets, you know, there might be elasticated bits or, you know, different things like cord fasteners or toggles. Um, well, this guy doesn't seem to, uh, as he was a, a Tokyo man was awarded 40 million yen for a winter jacket defect. <laughs> Court victory gives a new meaning to the phrase embarrassment of riches. On the 2nd of December, Judge Yushio Sawano of Tokyo District Court ordered that the fashion brand Theory pay a 40-year-old man about 40 million yen or... $352,000 in U.S. and damages inflicted because of the way his winter jacket was designed. <laughs> mm. According to the man, the jacket had a rubber cord running through the hood which had little plastic fasteners on the end. One fateful day, fastener got caught on the sleeve of his coat which caused it to stretch out due to the rubber material. It was then suddenly freed and shot back towards his left eye. The man claims that the impact of the fastener against his eye resulted in a cataract that required medical treatment, and as such, he required compensation of 100 million yen, or $881,000 in U.S., through the court. However, theory argued that the rubber cord has been commonly used as part of clothing until now and shouldn't be considered a defect. Um... Judge Sawano felt differently, though, and ruled that the rubber string is long and stretchy with a fastener at the tip, so it could be said that it poses danger to the face and eyes, and therefore the product lacks safety and has a structural defect. Um. <laughs> um. I feel like this is more of, like, what you might call an operator error, or what my science teacher used to like to call an ID10T. And if you spell that out in elite speak, y'all know what that spells. If you go, that was the first thing that came to mind, ID10T. <laughs> <laughs> Fast retailing, the parent company of Theory, hmm, that tells you something, <laughs> and several other major brands such as Uniqlo declined to comment until the judgment was carefully reviewed. Readers, however, were all too happy to comment, and many were less sympathetic to the victim. Some feared that this was a sign of increasing litigatiousness in Japan, um, much like McDonald's hot coffee was in the States. Mm -hmm. They are quoted as to saying things as, Rubber strings are scary! A 40-year-old man wears a clothes with a rubber string? When you think about it, there's really no need for a rubber string in the hood, is there? This seems like the kind of judgment you read about happening in America. Are cataracts that bad that you can get 40 million yen? I didn't see the actual jacket, but if what they describe is a structural defect, then there must be thousands of defects everywhere. <laughs> As the last comment alludes, though, the judgment is technically correct in the terms of the safety of the cord, but it also takes us down a slippery slope. It would seem that if Theory had used a rigid nylon cord, 
the user of the jacket would be equally, if not greater, risk of choking, given the location. When the man chose to buy the jacket with a rubber cord, he should have done so knowing the inherent risks of stretchy things. Much like I did when I bought a pair of scissors next to me right now. Surely I could accidentally put my arm down, catapult them into my jugular, but I certainly wouldn't say the scissors were defective. On the contrary, they would probably be a pretty high quality if that were to happen. Anyway, the damages have been awarded, and the precedent set. The theory jacket in question has already been off the market for a while, in case anyone out there was thinking they might try to make some extra money too. Still, it looks as if the country has a little time left before everything has an inane warning label on it and many modern conveniences are unnecessarily stripped away in the name of safety. Because the last thing the Japanese legal system needs is even more controversy. Yes, it's not the American legal system. Nope. We already have... We're, we're, we're kind of screwed beyond repair over here. That's putting it lightly. lightly. <sighs> I think I'm done. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. We're gonna play our last songs and get and wrap things up. We'll be back.
I really like that type of that music, so I'm looking forward to what I'm going to throw in here next week. Um, unfortunately, Mako-chan had to leave because she has work tomorrow, so she sends her well wishes and to throw everybody into a flaming, fiery pit of doom. Because after all, she does cosplay Mandy from Grim Adventures. So, there you go. The Christmas music wasn't that bad tonight, was it? It wasn't that bad. I could stand it. But again, it's not all the same songs that we hear over here in the States where we're always hearing jingle bells or silver bells or songs about bells. Oh, my God. Like anyway. I, well, yeah, I, I figured as much. I'm going, like I said, my goal is I want you to hear different stuff. If I do play something that we know, it's going to have a different beat to it. So you might kind of find yourself snapping your fingers and tapping your toe to it. And if you do, my job is done. I don't know if I got that far tonight in Ranma, but we'll see you next week. Mm. I'm still a little sad that you didn't know that one song from Ranma. You know, it's probably because I don't listen to the holiday albums of most of the anime I'm really into, but I'm also not a huge rabid fan. Like, I'll get into a series, and I'll get really inspired by it, or I'll read the whole series, but I'm not, like, super rabid fangirl about stuff. I thought you would have saw that the, the Christmas special. No, not yet, um, mm. but a lot of that was because I grew up with the manga. Mm. I never really got into anime until I was probably about 10 or 11, and by then I, you know, I kind of bypassed the earlier part of the Ron and a Half series, so... It's now Plus the, the fact that it was kind of an indecent series earlier in the 90s where it did show boobies, so it was kind of a taboo uh, series to watch for younger generations at that time. I suppose, I suppose. All right, fine. But I, I, my goal is to help the, for you to find one song. Like, you know what? I like this one. Mm. We'll see. Challenge accepted to myself. But anywho, <laughs> if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They tell another friend and so on and so forth. 
Because that's how we are. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if we're telling you that we like or hate the show or whatever it is, we're being honest with you, and that's no bull. Check out, um, before we get to that art part, um, if you have any questions about the show, just send us a, drop us a note at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We are here to believe you. And don't forget, we also post rev- uh, our weekly podcast up on Vogue Network. So every week, uh, someone posts our podcast synopsis for each week. Swing by the forums and check them out. They can use a little bit of love. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post our convention reports, anime reviews. I know I forgot to kick off uh, this week's, but it will be going up, I promise. Um, Video links and other reviews and editorial stuff by by our cool, awesome staff. So definitely swing by and check that out. And we also post our podcast on there as well. It goes up every Friday or Saturday. You know, I'm thinking about changing it. We'll see. And we're also available on various sites as well for the podcast. You can find it on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. Check out our web, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV, where we post all of our convention videos. So swing by and definitely check that out. Um... If you have, if you want to check out our own personal videos, uh, you can find me at youtube.com slash djvonmess, Marco-chan's at Jupluna, and Ichigo is at Ichigogami. Twitter.com slash session where we, where if you follow us on there, we'll let you know when we're going live, conventions we're going to, other cool stuff that may be of interest to you that we'll pass along, so definitely check it. If you want to interact with us on Twitter, you can find me at twitter.com slash djvonmess, Mako-chan's at Jovidea, and Ichigo's over at Ichigogami. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session to the 3,000 plus fans. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for liking everything we put on there. As long as you continue to like the page, articles, video, all that stuff, we will bring you more content. That's what we're all about. And if you want to interact with us on Facebook, you can. You can find me at Facebook.com slash IamDJRonMess or ThatDJRonMessGuy. Um, you can find Mako-chan over at Makoto, Mako-chan Kino, and Ichigo's over at Ichigo Gami. And don't forget, here on the Vogue Network, there are tons of other geek-centric podcasts you should definitely check out. Anything ranging from Doctor Who, British programming, television, American programming, TV shows, books, movies, RPGs, gaming, all that cool stuff. Definitely check those out. And now we're going to kind of go around the room. Last words. Ichigo. Well, you know, it was a lot of fun again tonight, and I'm looking forward to getting more sewing done, so that's probably what I'm going to go do. Hmm. My last words is, back in February, Sprite put out Tropical Remix, and it says for a limited time, it's been 10 months, and I'm still finding it in the stores by me, so I'm like, Thank you, Sprite. You're awesome. But sadly, I'm down to my last bottle of Crystal Pepsi, which I will be cracking open for the Drunken Christmas special. And so that is it. We're getting out of here. Um, don't forget, our Christmas Spectacular is Tuesday, December 20th. And we will be off on vacation. And we should be back... January 17th, 2017. And we'll talk about MAGFest and stuff that's coming up, such as our 300th episode. 
I never would have thought we'd have made it this far. Never. But I'm loving it, and I appreciate everybody that's done that's worked on the show. So we're gonna keep it going. So, end of list. That's it. I'm getting out of here. So, I'm Ranma. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Bye-bye. Say goodnight, Ichigo. Goodnight, Ichigo. I like that. That was perfect, clean, crisp, perfect. Okay? We're getting out of here, so goodnight, everyone. Goodnight. Jamatane.